what is your ideal relationship? Don't fret. This episode isn't about finding your Romeo or Juliet, so just stick with me here, Shakespeare. It's okay. But for a moment, close your eyes. Imagine what your quote-unquote perfect relationship would be. What qualities or traits would this person have? Let your mind wander just a bit. I'll give you a moment. Now, if you already have your ideal person, count your blessings. Or if a relationship isn't on your radar, no worries. What would your ideal life be? If you haven't taken the time to write down what your hopes in life or relationships are, how do you know what you're searching after? The whole fail to plan, plan to fail comes to mind. But getting back to my point, today... I'm going to share some wisdom that may help you in your pursuit of the happily ever after. Before my life as a concert pianist traversing concert halls around the globe, I tended a much smaller stage, waiting tables. It's the plight of an artist, steak in one hand, promo pack in the other. And even though I hung the apron years ago, My 15 years table sign gave me an education seldom found in a classroom. And yes, you heard me right, 15 years of waiting tables. That's a whole nother story. From my first days at a greasy burger joint to the final farewell working at one of the most famous steakhouses in the world, I was always looking for the angle to connect with my tables. And in the latter years on the floor, Being a newlywed myself, I took every opportunity for some free advice whenever a couple was celebrating an anniversary. If you could put into one word, I would ask them, what's kept you together for X number of years? What would that one word be? I must confess, in the beginning, it was just a bit of fun conversation, but the more I asked the more I became curious, and the more I learned. It became my favorite part of every evening. The answers, along with the occasional deer-in-the-headlights gaze they gave each other, varied. Commitment, they would say, or thoughtfulness. He makes me laugh, though technically not one word. I don't know, one would say. Hadn't really thought about it. Oof, bad answer. Some couples would look across the table somewhat bewildered and pondered, as if it were their first time they had thought about it. I don't know if they're still together. But there was one couple in particular that I will never forget. They were celebrating their 50th anniversary. 50 years! Imagine being with someone for 18,250 days and still liking them. This is going to be so Good, I said to myself. And they didn't disappoint. Without a second's hesitation, as if they'd been asked this exact question every night for half a century, they looked at each other and said the exact same word at the same time. It was an answer I would have never expected, but I've taken their prescription 
and have applied it not only to my marriage of almost 15 years and counting, but to every aspect of my day-to-day personally and professionally. It's changed the way I look at absolutely everything. And now, I'm going to spare you 15 years of waiting tables, and I'm going to share it with you. But first, I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in three, two, one. Poverty, he said. Poverty. If you can make it through poverty together, you can make it through anything together. And side note, sincere props to them for keeping it down to one word. But poverty... It took me back, I have to be honest. Can you open that box a bit more for me? I asked. Sure. Everything in life is a circumstance, he said. Everything. Flat tire? Circumstance. Patch the tire. Lose your house? To what she did. Circumstance. Move in with the family member. Was it difficult? Yes. Did they hate every moment of it? Yes, but... It was just a circumstance. They got through it. Every circumstance, he continued, is a problem waiting to be solved. If we have a disagreement or an argument over something, it's a circumstance. Pointing to his wife, he said, she's not the problem, just as much as I'm not the problem. The problem is the problem. And whatever that may be, It's just a circumstance for us to work through together. Like I said, I wasn't ready for their reply. After 50 years, I can't imagine many circumstances they had never dealt with. I thought about the conversation on the way home back to Brooklyn, which taking the 7 and the G meant I had plenty of time for any of you New Yorkers who know what I'm talking about. It's just a circumstance. I kept hearing him say. I'll never forget those words. I'm sure to them, it was just a surface, random conversation with a waiter. But for me, it changed how I looked at everything. And now, I'd like to share three ways how to turn our problems into circumstances. Number one, disengage, re-engage. Sudden changes usually take us by surprise. Already running late, you turn the key and the car just doesn't start. As impossible as it sounds, step out of the moment. Imagine standing outside of the car, looking in to see yourself slamming the steering wheel in frustration. It may feel good for a second, but it doesn't really change much. Take the moment to emotionally disengage, which may even mean physically disengaging, stepping out of the car, or removing yourself from the circumstance altogether. Finding a clear mind away from the epicenter allows you to re-engage and problem-solve the next steps. Calling your appointment and explaining the scenario, perhaps using the car of another family member or friend, solutions present themselves but usually after a moment of clarity. Disengage, re-engage. Number two, reframing responsibility. Life fact, no one is going to fix it for you. 
I wish this were the case, but for a moment, think of a few of your closest friends. I bet not a single one has a circumstance equal or, in their mind, lesser than yours. We are all overwhelmed in our own scenarios. But circumstances can be overwhelming to the point that we give up before we even begin. In episode 16, titled Wish, I go into this in further detail, but in all sincerity, when you realize it's up to you and no one else, it can actually be a powerful moment when looked at properly. Your self-approach is everything. While taking full responsibility is paramount, also the way you approach it is just as important. Rather than saying, I'm nearly broke after paying my utility bill, reframing the sentence to say, hey, this month's utility bills are paid for, and next week I should have X amount coming in. I can hang on. But in the end, no one's going to fix it for you. The phone isn't going to magically ring, and the car isn't going to suddenly start. Your relationship isn't always going to be roses, though ringing some home is always a good idea, but addressing what needs to be done in a, I can do this, it's my responsibility, nobody else's mentality, will jumpstart the process in a very encouraging and optimistic way, moving you forward one step at a time, which actually brings us to number three. Small steps scale the mountain. Pick up any book and turn to page one. Read the sentence, any book. I guarantee you there was a time you would have never been able to have done this. With practice, persistence, someone guiding you, and you learned some sight words, some simple everyday words. With each week, the level of difficulty grew, but you can now open any book in your native tongue and read it. Did it happen overnight? No, not at all. But be patient in your circumstances. Some are as easy to fix as a phone call to clear a misunderstanding. Others may take months or years to resolve. But, quoting the sound of music, do re mi, let's start at the very beginning a very good place to start. Small steps scale the mountain, and it's just a matter of taking that first very small step. Getting to the happily ever after isn't all too easy. It means you're wanting to be somewhere different. It takes patience and believing in yourself. But seeing everything as a circumstance and how obstacles are a constant, inescapable reality in life is the first step in getting there. By learning how to overcome these circumstances, you will have the opportunity to get your life back on track while gaining a few bits of wisdom and insights from the hard times that you've been through. You're not the problem. Your partner is not the problem. Your problem is the problem. And once you step back, see the work before you, and begin one step at a time, it's only a matter of time before you are the one telling others everything is just a circumstance. A quick side note to close. I realize everyone's circumstances look different. Some are more than just an occasional disagreement and deserve 
professional attention. If you find yourself in a position where your circumstances are abusive, be it emotionally, mentally, or physically, please seek help. I have a number of groups listed at the website cometdownpodcast.com that are here to help you. Some circumstances are too grave to do on your own or to simply brush aside. Please, if you are in this position, find help. Again, cometdownpodcast.com. Scroll to the very bottom of the page, and there you will see a number of resources that you can reach out to. To find more episodes of Comet Down, hear the musical playlist from today's episode, or simply wanting to know where to send chocolate chip cookies, visit cometdownpodcast.com. You'll even find additional resources for emotional support, including our online community and our Facebook page. You're not alone. You are not alone. This podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer, pianist, and nationally recognized Sweet Tooth. And now something my attorney wants me to say. The views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and is not intended to, nor should they serve as a substitute for medical advice or diagnosis rendered to you by your individual doctor or other healthcare provider. Only a licensed physician should evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical advice to you, and you should only act upon the advice of such physician. Now, what I'd like to say. I am an extreme empath by nature, but my profession is that of a composer and pianist, not a licensed therapist or physician. I hear from thousands of listeners how my music has helped them through various stages of emotional needs, and I simply want to offer this in future podcasts and aiding those needs. To find a list of licensed professionals in your area, please visit cometdownpodcast.com. And finally, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review. While it takes less than 60 seconds to do, its impact will last for years to come as every little bit helps in growing the awareness and the importance of emotional health. I'm Chad Lawson, and until next time, be kind to your mind, and join me next week as we calm it down.